One of the great things about being a Christian and believing in the God of the Bible and in his Son, Jesus Christ, is that the uniqueness of the God of the Bible is a uniqueness among all the gods that shows itself in his exalting himself to work for us rather than exalting himself in demanding that we work for him in order to earn his approval. So this amazing truth of Isaiah 64.4, that God works for those who wait for him, is glorious. And we see it again. This is the third lab on the uniqueness of God. And we're focusing here on Psalm 50 to see his uniqueness among the gods again. Father, show your self-exalting uniqueness in your willingness to save us as we wait for you. Make this go deep within us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Virtually all the gods, or many gods anyway, uh, demand sacrifices. So did the Old Testament God, and it was easy to get those sacrifices confused with the way the gods of the peoples understood them, and that's what's going on here. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. In other words, they were offering plenty of them. Your burnt offerings are continually before me, but something's wrong. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your fold. So I'm, I'm sick of your offerings. Even though I commanded them, I don't want them anymore from you. Why? What, what's wrong? What's gone awry? For every beast of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills and all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world in its fullness is mine. So what, what's, what's that reveal about the mistake that those who were bringing the sacrifices were making? Evidently, they were assuming that the reason God wanted sacrifices is because he needed them. You see that in, in verse 13. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? You, you're treating me as though I needed these sacrifices because I'm hungry or I, I needed them because I'm thirsty. I'm not that kind of God. So he's distinguishing himself in the way he understands sacrifices from the way other gods do. And the Israelites had fallen into the frame of mind that we are serving God in the sense that we're meeting God's needs. God has become dependent on us, and that's the meaning of the sacrifices. And God aims in these next verses to set them straight in a most beautiful way. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Now, that could mean that the thanksgiving the, is a heart of gratitude. Or it could mean that it's the actual animal or it's some lifestyle that is expressing that gratitude. And either way, the point is this. We are fundamentally receivers.
we are not fundamentally meeting any need of God. We're always on the receiving end. 1 Peter 4.11, let, let him who serves serve in the strength that God supplies so that God gets the glory. So that's what's going on here. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. That is, relate to God in a way that shows you're always the recipient. Even when you are giving a gift at the altar, you are the recipient, not God. Perform your vows to the Most High. Now, that that could sound like, oh, we've got a tit-for-tat going on here. We're going to pay God back with the promise we made when we were in a pinch that we would become a minister or give more money to the church or whatever. Now, how does how does paying our vows in response to God's giving us things, getting us out of trouble, how does it not become this kind of giving so that we make it look like he has a need for us to come through here in the fulfillment of our vows? And he makes it really clear how in verse 15 call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Any fulfillment of any promise we made has to be done by calling upon him so that he provides the strength and the deliverance, so that he gets the glory. That's the fundamental way that God distinguishes himself from the gods of the world. Namely, God gets glory by delivering us, not by having us participate in delivering him and meeting his needs. Like, we'll you got us out of trouble. We'll help get you out of trouble sometimes. We'll, we'll stand in for you sometimes. That whole mindset of trading with God or helping God or meeting God's needs has to be done away with. And instead, what we have is God is glorified in delivering us when we call upon him so that even in the keeping of our vows, God is the one who is the giver and not we ourselves. God is unique in that he works for those who wait for him. So we see it one more time over here in Psalm 16, 116. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? So that's the same situation we had. God has stepped in and he acts on our behalf. We're going to what are we going to do? We're going to give sacrifices? We're going to fulfill vows? What are we going to do? What will I do to, to render back to the Lord for all his benefits? So how is this not going to become a tit for tat here where we pay God back? We, he meets some of our needs. We meet some of his needs. Here's the answer. Here's what I will do to render to God for all his benefits. I will lift up the cup of salvation now, is that like lifting up a, a toast? I toast you? Or, or is it like lifting up more, please, more? My cup is empty. And the answer surely is given in the next phrase. I will lift up the cup of salvation, and as I lift it up, what am I doing? I am calling on the name of the Lord. I'm calling. You just gave me some benefits here, and now in order to show my response and render something appropriate, I'm calling on you for more. 
This is the way we glorify God. God never is in our debt. We're always in his debt, and he means for us to stay there forever by rendering back to him, for his benefits to us, the call to give us more benefits. That's the way we magnify the infinite self-sufficiency of God. So when he says, I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all the peoples, that's the spirit in which we do it. Yes, of course we obey the Lord. Of course we serve the Lord in the sense that in everything we do, we are calling upon the name of the Lord so that he will grant us more benefits, so that we will call on him for more, so that he will grant us more benefits. And for all eternity, we remain the beneficiaries and he remains the infinitely self-sufficient benefactor so that God glorifies himself in meeting our needs, not the other way around. The uniqueness of God is he works for those who wait for him.